Welcome to the Heathen's Guide to Life, a show with this opinionated jerk and his little brother. Give our take on how to live your best life. I'm Katab. What's up, world? I'm Kayla Sean. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. You are in for a very interesting ride. The word heathen in this universe called the Heathen's Guide to Life is actually an endearing term. A heathen is simply someone who lives their life unapologetically according to a belief system and a code of conduct that works for and makes sense to them irrespective of what others might think or feel. Make sure you check us out at our website, theheathensguide.com, for your one-stop shop to all things heathen. You can find the full archive of our shows as well as our line of t-shirts and sweatshirts. And those titles are Heathen, Our Signature, Curate Your Squad, Live Unapologetically, Love Unapologetically, and Fuckboys Will Be Fuckboys. You can also connect with us on SoundCloud, MixCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. So search for The Heathen's Guide to Life and follow and subscribe. And while you're at it, please leave a comment on those platforms and share with your networks. Share with your people. That's right. So, Marmy. Hey, bro. Hi. What's What's wrong with you? I don't know. A little off today. I don't know. But it's not about me yet. It's about mm-hmm, you. Not yet. Not yet. Your life. <laughs> I mean, this week has been real. It's been real good. I've been doing some spiritual um, realignment work. Have and you? yeah, I have. And I have, uh, I'll just tell the world here because I haven't talked to my brother all week. I, um, I took a vow of celibacy. So I am um, celibate for a whole day now. <laughs> How the fuck do you take a vow, a vow of celibacy, and you're in a relationship? What the hell kind of bullshit is that? I mean, I, I, so backstory is I've done it. I did it. I did it last year, and you know we took it together, and I saw a lot, a lot of uh, change. Bullshit. Just from that one month, whatever. It was one month, and for me, celibacy just means um, no ejaculation. So. I can still have sex if I wanted to, but most of the time I choose not to. But, you know, I just, I don't ejaculate. And I try to harness that energy and put it into other places. And you get very, very um, sexually frustrated, so to say. So that energy turns into me working out like a beast. It turns out to me writing bomb-ass poems and just doing bomb-ass work. And I just realized how much other stuff, um, you know, I could be doing my time. So before yesterday, it was two weeks, and then I fucked up. <laughs> I, I was, you know, I, I, it, it, I did two weeks solid, and then I messed up. So I started over yesterday. I can't even look at you. I'm so annoyed. I mean, because you don't know what it is to like deprive yourself. I don't do well in deprivation. Right. But why? You're in a relationship, and we can't do things together. Why you got? What the fuck is the point? Of taking a vow of celibacy? Like, really? Celibacy when you're in a relationship is stupid. No, it's not. Not if you both do it. Uh. <laughs> so that's been my week. And um, just like I said last year, I did it for a month. And it was very, very difficult. Very difficult. Learn how to be on time then. How about you put that in your fucking vows of celibacy? I mean, I could do that. I have a new I have a new talking shit point now. Let's wait till the end Here of the we show. go. Uh, well, with that being said, how was your week? My week was very regular. Actually, it was regular. It was fine. I went to. Um, I worked all week. <laughs> I went to. Um, I went to a burlesque show on Thursday, and my friend, my friend Viviana, was a stage manager, and I actually knew um, the woman that produces it. I knew her. If I met her like some years ago through another mutual friend, it was fun. It was like it was um, an immersive burlesque experience. So it was like kind of in the round, or um, the people, the audience was like all sitting down in this parlor area of Madame X, which is this establishment on Canals on a. Houston Street um, in the city, and the dancers like kind of danced in the middle of the floor on people. It was great. Like I like the idea of the of the um, 
the entertainers being in the middle of the audience rather rather up on a stage. Mm-hmm. I like the lack of kind of disconnect in that kind of scenario. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but other than that, I've been kind of having pretty, I've been keeping my weeks pretty basic. Um, I'm trying not to hang out as much. Actually, I'm not trying not to hang out as much. I'm, I just find myself not running the streets as much as I usually do because I'm focused on this 30 pound weight loss by September. And so going out um, too frequently will like take me away from that goal. Um, so yeah, that's that. So I had a pretty easy week. I have um, a really busy time at work coming up in the next couple of weeks. So I'm kind of, this is the calm before the storm. And do you care to share uh, how many pounds you've lost so far? I've lost eight pounds. All right now. So. And you're supposed to be losing like what, three pounds a week at least? Two pounds a week. It's my third week. Oh, yes. I'm starting. Actually, no. I start my third week on, uh, I don't know. I start my third week on Monday. Um, anyway, um, so that's all I have. Okay. Um, what else do you have going on before I turn it over to the main show? Uh, well, I've also lost 10 pounds since February. The lies you tell. Uh-huh. I don't believe you. Okay. I think you're lying. I can't tell all the fucking sugar you drink in your coffee and everything else. It was 10 pounds as of Thursday because I've just been trying to, you know, I'm not on an eating plan yet, but I'm very conscious of how much I eat. Oh, good. And um, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I don't and believe you still. I have. I, yeah. This is the truth. Okay. <laughs> oh, and. Because you do lie. I know. No, no, no. Not me. And I've also uh, probably lost an additional four pounds from the deep enema I did yesterday. So. Okay, everybody. So <laughs> let's jump into let's jump into our topic this week. This week on the Heathens Got to Life, we're gonna go back to our favorite thing to do: is talk about hot topics. Oh, There's so favorite. much going on in <laughs> pop culture and in the news, and we have some strong opinions about the men. Yeah, we have to start it. with numero uno, Queen B. The fucking Queen. Beyonce dropped um, the documentary um, and, and of the live performance of. Beachella, yeah, um, this past week on Netflix, and I listened to the the soundtrack pretty immediately, but I didn't get a chance to actually watch it until before until this morning. Wow, the show. what did you? I think? really, I really loved it. I really loved it. Like I'm, 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 a, I'm not like part of the Beehive. I'm really a fan of Beyonce. I think that she really can not do much wrong. Yeah, and um, you know. I appreciate her in her position as executive producer of, her, of everything mm-hmm. about her empire. Mm-hmm. And I love that she doesn't proclaim to be the, you know, songwriter and, and, and choreographer and all that. But the team that she puts together to execute what her vision is, is astounding. Yeah, she has a good eye and she knows what she wants to look like. Yeah. Which is very important for artists in general. If you know what you want your end result to be, if you can envision that, it's easier to get a roadmap towards what that looks like. Yeah, when you know what you want and you know how you you have the means to hire the people to do it, mm-hmm. and more hats off to her. But um, I've been reading about it, and apparently, she was originally in talks with HBO yeah. to air um this special, especially since they did two of her two of her other concert specials. I think it was three, if you include the Life Is a Dream documentary. Oh yeah, Life Is a Dream mm-hmm. on the Run, mm-hmm. and what else? Was Lemonade. There? And lemonade, oh, right? Which was so you know amazing. Netflix came in with some big money to get it, um, to get her to air it on mm-hmm. on Netflix, and apparently she just signed a sixty million dollar deal with um, Netflix for three projects, yeah. and this Homecoming special is the first of them. Um, so Beyonce is like just doing the damn thing, like she is. She's just a maverick. And even for her to have the foresight to be like, you know what, I want to do Coachella, but I want it to be bigger. As the first black woman to ever take this stage, I want it to be bigger than a concert. So I'm going to prepare for it for a year, basically. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, and I also want to own the rights. So like Coachella, you guys can have whatever you want to have. But like, I need to own some of this too, so I can do what I want to do with the footage. Yeah. And even though Coachella... Um, they they showed us the streaming in the beginning. You know, we we they could live stream it. We saw the first day. Yes. So the first yes. week of performance. But even with that, like what she did with the production of it, it was just like twenty times better than of what course, you saw in the live course, stream. Of course. And um, like for me personally, Beachella, it was a cultural experience. For it me. really was. Um, I was moved. I was like, I was proud to be black. 
Mm-hmm. I like the idea that she went to a predominantly white um, stage platform mm-hmm. and was like, you know, uh, I'm the first one, black woman to ever do that. Ain't that about a bitch? Right? <laughs> and she, she said that. She was, <laughs> She yeah. said that. I watched it um, at like 4 a.m. on the morning that it premiered because it came out at midnight. And um, I went to the gym immediately. It came out it. midnight on uh, the West Coast, so we got it at 3 a.m. Oh, like so I watched it an hour later? <laughs> you watched it right. Like right then and there. <laughs> oh my goodness. And um, I went to the gym immediately after watching it mm, okay. because I felt so inspired. You know, the fact that she saw us. I mean, the fact that we saw her fat, basically, right, right. after baby weight, right. even though those scenes were a little blurry, like, like we couldn't, no, like, a lot had, of, I mean, she was clearly juicy. She was juicy as, as she looked good, of course, but she was juicy, yeah. you know, no lashes, face wiped down, and we got to see a lot of what goes into her being this machine that she is, mm-hmm. and she came across as, like, really human, you know, when she was telling us about what her diet consisted of, and, you know, how she went through that first rehearsal trying to get the dance steps and she looked all confused and stuff I'm like well that's what I would look like if I was trying to learn these steps yeah you know she's seeming a lot less robotic these days um but yeah Beyonce is she's the one people are people are now trying to say she's the greatest of all time as a performer I you know don't want to go into that I don't want to battle with you um with you about that right yeah. now, but I don't agree that she's the greatest of all time. I think she's the greatest of our generation. And I will not disagree with that. You know? Um, one last thing about this is there was some reports that um, Ariana Grande was paid $8 million for her Coachella performance. Beyonce was paid $4 million. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not quite true. No, she was not paid true at $4 all. million per performance. Yeah. So they both got $8 million. But I bet Ariana Grande is going to trick it out into a $60 million Netflix deal mm-hmm. to air her concert. So, no. so be it. So I just want to um, say, you know, if you ever felt like you can't do shit, watch this documentary. Because this woman did this um, basically like, what, eight months? I, I, no, the babies were two, the babies were 10 months old when this came out. So that means she was rehearsing for this two months after having a C-section. Yeah. She was in the studio. Yep. You know, so like it's really um, a testament to like you can do anything you put your mind to. Yeah. But are you willing to put in the work that it takes to get there? Yeah, she's you know, um, and then we cannot move on without acknowledging the album. You know, she 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 put out a new song, the cover of Before I Let Go. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yes, I liked it. I liked it. Um, you know, I'm gonna my go-to will still be the original. Yeah. So if I'm at a cookout, that's they a feel-good song. They better play the original. Mm-hmm. They can mix in Beyonce, but they better play the original. Let's not forget. Let's let's be very clear. But it's good. It was good. You know, I Beyonce rarely makes songs that I don't like. Child, I think it's all about the the wow factor of it about all. Beyonce. No, Enough no, no. Beyonce. One one more thing. Enough. One more thing. No. Please, I'm not beehive, but just one more thing about Beyonce. I discovered the album because I heard Before I Let Go as the, the, the um, credits were closing. And I'm like, oh, let me see if this is on Spotify. And then there was a full album. And it was just like, oh, my God. Yes. She's gifted us. On to Jesse Smollett. On to Jesse Smollett. So we have to, we have to, I mean, every Hot Topics that we've done, we've had this guy on as a topic because he just keeps being fucking news. Let's be very short with this. We still, I still don't quite believe him. Um, the latest news um, is that he had actually auditioned for a leading role in a Broadway revival of a play called Take Me Out, which is about a mixed-race baseball star who comes out as gay. How, like, appropriate for him to stay in, <laughs> in that role. And I think it was the case that he, that, um, he, uh, he read for that role the same night that he went back to Chicago, the night that everything happened. So apparently he's been taken out of the running. They haven't made any casting decisions yet, but he's been taken he's been taken out of the running amid these reports of, you know, his l- less than truthful experience yeah. with his attack. Um, and what came out in the in the in the in the blogs uh, this morning or yesterday is that his brother Jojo says that Jesse's been suffering from night terrors as a result of this assault. I just want his family to stop talking about it. Like, I don't believe that he has night. I just don't believe anything anymore. I just want him to quietly go away. I want Empire to be canceled. And I want him to go away, like, back into the oblivion that he came from. Well, JoJo is saying that the idea that all this was staged to um, 
boost his career is ludicrous. And he lays out a whole bunch of accomplishments that he had up until that moment and projects that he had going on, the Broadway show being one of them. And just to quote um, a snippet, he says, Jesse has a team of extremely effective agents, managers, publicists, and attorneys who helped him acquire his career advancement. He wouldn't need to roll around on icy ground of, of a Chicago street, staging an attack on himself to make this happen, um, end quote. And um, with that being said, I'm not 100, 100% convinced that he lied about everything. I think, not about everything, but yeah. something the milk ain't clean. Yeah, just, there's, there's, some, there's something fishy, but I have a problem with people um, crucifying a guy based on what they've read and what they've heard. And mm-hmm. I think, like, you know, all we can do is go by what, what the police said mm-hmm. and, you know, with what he said. And, you know, of course, you're going to draw your own conclusions. But, like, I wouldn't take everything the Chicago Police Department says um, word for word. True. I agree. You know? I agree. Or any or any government establishment because they all have their own agendas. Everybody, everybody you know? has their own agenda, so. including him. Yep. Um, so enough of that. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's in the that's in the news now is that uh, the um, no, that what is it called? Notre Dame. Yeah. The Notre Dame Cathedral went up in flames. Yeah. Um, last week or the week before. More than eight hundred years of history. Eight, um, tainted. Which I have to say, um, that's you know that's a huge piece of. of Global history. Yeah, it is. Like, you There's, know, you always want to take that picture in front of Notre Dame when you go to Paris. And I didn't do that when I was in Paris. Yeah. I just wasn't in that area. But anyway, like, it went up in flames and um, it, it's it's looking like whatever repairs they were doing to restore the building, somehow in that in 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 those repairs is how the fire got yeah. started. Which is really unfortunate. Um, and a couple of French billionaires have already pledged millions and millions of dollars to help rebuild it. Um, but what bothers me the most about um, what I'm bothered by is that our our country, led by Donald Trump, that Donald Trump on behalf of the of the of the United of the, of the United States mm-hmm. has um, has offered yeah, some kind of monetary help. <laughs> I think that if Donald Trump, the individual, wants to give money to help rebuild um, Notre Dame, then he should. Or if his cabinet as individuals want to contribute, then they should. But I don't think that this country's money should go to restore a European national monument. I just think that there are better ways that American dollars can be spent in America um, than on restoring a building that has enough support from Europe and all those billionaires to help do it. Let's keep our money in America. Um, that reminds me of something that I read on my timeline the other day. It was so stupid. You know, they were saying, they, they, they shared the story that you just referenced. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I don't think American news outlets should be talking about news that's going on in other places. Like, let's focus on what's going on in this country. Like, you know, let those countries deal with their own problems. And um, I had an issue with that because I'm like, I mean, that's just, that's just very narrow-minded. This person has said that um, that American news should only be about American events. Yeah, like like let let those countries focus on their own problems. What can we do from over here? And I think it's um, still good to know what's going on in the rest of the world. I agree. Now, whether we invest our American dollars in is another story, yeah. unless it's a cause that we feel passionate about. But right. I think I think if anything, unless it's like a national disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like if Notre Dame was. Actually, not even that. If it was terrorism, I think all countries that had the means should, you know, show that we're not going to let terrorists, um, you know, destruct our history. Right. Right. But this was just, it just happened. And, you know, there are other crises like um, Flint, Michigan. You know, we need some money for that. Like stuff like that, that you could. Puerto use. Rico. Puerto I mean, Rico. Like, we can you go know, on and on and on about that, the need. You know? Yeah. But a highlight of this is that with all um, the fire stuff being in the news, mm-hmm. uh, the black churches in Louisiana that were burned down by white supremacists. We've heard nothing about that, Hartley. Well, we, yeah. <laughs> I've covered it, so follow me on Twitter, guys. But um, those donations to help rebuild those churches, they went up because people oh, were like, you know, hey, why are we um, all talking about this, you know, this Parisian church? And what about the ones that were actually targeted mm-hmm. by white supremacists? So the GoFundMe page for that um, has seen some success in part because of this fire being in the news. So there you go. A friend of mine posted um, an article from um, Al Jazeera, which I really need to read more of Al Jazeera's work. It really, it really good. is. Mm-hmm. And the article was titled, 
Notre Dame in the case of of misplaced empathy. Mm. Why is it that a Catholic cathedral in flames provokes more public grieving than the mass suffering and death of humans? Mm. It goes to show, like, yeah, people are really up in arms about this building being burnt, but they aren't up in arms about all the devastating things that happen to actual people. So I think it's more about what this build, what the building represents. Um, it's something that a lot of people have just always known to be around. Mm-hmm. You know, our ancestors have, at, on some level, been aware of this building. And the Catholic Church is, you know, a, a institution that's just legendary in it, in general. Yeah. So people just they care so much. So, you know, R.I.P. to that roof. All right, enough. <laughs> Um, Wendy Williams. Oh, I want to really talk about this one. So finally, um, you know, she's been in in the news for months and months and months now. But now she has finally filed. She has finally filed for divorce from her husband, Kevin Hunter. Actually, Kelvin Hunter, apparently. Mm. And she served him with with uh, with the papers in the best way ever in a lovely wrapped gift with a bow at the studio. Um, a few days ago, and he's thinking he's getting a gift, but no, he's getting served with papers, and of course he was outraged and all that. Um, but I'm really, really, really happy for Wendy, and I'm a, I'm a loyal, I'm a loyal watcher. I watch every day. That's right. Um, and I definitely see that she feels lighter, and I think in the way she's been handling. Um, the fallout, you know, kind of now that she is a hot topic, I like that she hasn't like categorically addressed things, but I like that she's just kind of flippantly said, like makes allusions to being single now mm-hmm. and, that's, and that she's on her own now and she's not throwing him under the bus, but, but the shade she throws, Ooh. little jabs have been fantastic. Wait a Can I just reference one jab? Oh, please took. do, please Before do. Before the divorce even came out, she um, had her arm and like, I don't know, her arm was healed. But she was like, you know, talking about a hot topic where it involved domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, what kind of man would hit a woman and hurt a woman? And then she looked at her shoulder and smiled at the camera. Mm-hmm. Bitch! I was like, yo. I missed that. I mean, yo. I heard it, but I missed it. When, I missed yeah, watching it. Yeah, she looked at her shoulder it. and she smiled, you know. She kept going, right? And she just kept going. That was it. And I like those gentle nods between her and us. That yeah. lets her know that she knows. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I do like that. But uh, but uh, uh, apparently, you know, she's looking. Um, she's gonna move. She's gonna move um, on her own into the city. She's been looking for apartments. She's gonna leave the house that they share in Livingston. Um, she's a, she's about to finish up her stint in in, in the sober living house, which mm-hmm. you know is really good. I really I really appreciate about that she's been so forthcoming about being in sober living in. In sober living, in, mm-hmm. in the sober living house, um, just I just appreciate that kind of truth. Yeah, you know? it goes a long way, especially in a profession like hers. Yeah, you cannot at all ignore your own tea when you're, you know, making a living off of everyone else's tea. Right. She's done a good job of, of ignoring like some of the tea, though. Mm-hmm. Like the time that she was found drunk out, you know. Um, yeah, that never happened. <laughs> right. As far as she knows, it never happened because the next day she came to work all bright out of bushy tail. And apparently, like, she had an IV drip. Right, that's how she a got, vitamin drip. Yeah, 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 yeah. But back to this whole thing, you know, Kevin. She's like categorically um, getting him out of her life. She's he's no longer her manager. He's been um, he's uh, he's no longer the EP of the show. He is banned from the building. Yeah. Um, and she is really like bossing up. She got the Ferrari that he got for his bitch, mm-hmm. like repoed, mm-hmm. like it's been taken away. So she's just taking her life back, and I really, I really am interested to see what's going to happen next um, as she moves forward on her own um, and drives her own ship. What kind of team that she'll have? Because apparently the staff that she has is rejoicing that he's not around. Because again, like I said before, I've been, I've been in meetings with Kevin Hunter, and he's just a motherfucker. And let's right? just be, uh, we be clear. You know, you have been on top of a lot of this from the beginning. You were one of the first people to come out and be like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the one that, you know, fucked her shoulder up. Yes, yeah, true. Then, I did say that a long time ago. And then, um, you know, his mom, Pearl Hunter, came out months ago and was like, I saw him beat this woman and I've yeah. seen him be abusive. And to see all this play out, it makes it seem like, you know, well, hey, maybe Pearl Hunter was right. And we yeah. also brought you that story too. A long yeah. time ago. But uh, I just want to say, Wendy, I am very, very amazed at how you handled this whole thing. Like a complete boss. 
and yeah. it comes off as if maybe she was in on this for years, you know. Um, Charlemagne, which was, you know, her, her co-host Ooh, from way back oh, when. I'm so... Yeah, they reconnected I'm recently. I'm so... She talked about that on the show, how, yep. how Charlemagne had called her to say... Um, to invite her out for dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, I really, really am thrilled. Yeah. Hopefully, he'll be a guest on the show soon. Because he, be, he was a part of it in the beginning, remember? He was, on the, when he, he, he was, on, he was part of the radio show. And on the, on the show. And on the TV show. In the very beginning, he was like, like a correspondent type role was he? on season one. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then the fallout happened with him and Kevin Hunter. And so then Wendy, being the woman that she is, had to stand by her yeah. man and then jettison Charlie. Wow. But the tea behind that is that apparently he's the one that introduced Kevin to the woman who he's been having the affair with. Right. And there was some some back and forth between them about her and then he X'd him out of the the whole the whole career basically. Yeah. And you know, Wendy's back to being her own woman and now she's friends with Charlemagne again. Before we go from this topic, I have to say people about Kevin. Kelvin. What's the Kelvin thing coming from? Apparently his real name is Kelvin. Hmm. He just goes by Kevin. So uh, there was this interview um, on this YouTube. This, it was a YouTube interview by this, I guess, a YouTube blog or whatever, a, a gossip person named Tasha K, who interviewed this man named Avion Foster, mm-hmm. who was like signed to Kevin or whatever. I just urge you to take an hour and listen to it because he spills all kind of tea about how he was Kevin's boy toy yeah. and how Kevin like sexually like abused like assaulted him and all kind of stuff like it was like it was some serious all allegations of course mm-hmm. there's no there's no it's, it's, it's not it sounds convincing it does his his portray like what he said he put himself out there so much that I don't think that he would be lying yeah. but again there's no proof to it but baby it was something to listen to <laughs> now, now look I um um, I heard about the story before the video came out, so I haven't actually watched the video. Oh, I watched it, but all, all sixty minutes of it. From what I heard, apparently, you know, it wasn't necessarily like a gay relationship. But when Kevin was like drunk and wanted to fuck, he'll just come and like kind of like pin him down and Stuff. do whatever he wanted to do. That was allegedly. In it. And I, I, but he was a boy toy. Like he stayed, he stayed in the house in Fort Lee with uh, the other chick, with with mm. the other one that's with the chick he has a kid with. Um, other thing that I urge you is to um, check out Charlemagne calling him out as um, as Donkey of the Day. Oh, that was fantastic! <laughs> he really went in about how Kevin Hunter was Donkey of the Day, and, and he has know. backstory. So I believe what some of what Charlemagne said. Well, all that Charlemagne, like all Charlemagne said, was his experience that mm-hmm. stuff that he saw that he witnessed, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really it was dope. Like I was like, I really like Charlemagne for whatever yeah. for what. Um, what it's worth but and I, he and Wendy had great chemistry on the air yeah they did they really um, did but my closing thought on this is that uh, Wendy I would not be surprised if she was in on this on, uh, if she knew about these allegations years ago and was just waiting for the right time to get her exit plan together no, like I, I think she wanted concrete evidence I think she knew about it but I think she even had reference in her in one of, in, um, in her in her book in her autobiography that the deal breaker is having a kid on the mm. side. Uh, that was her deal breaker, was mm. the kid. Um, because Kevin cheated on her in the beginning of, of their relationship. Okay. And she f- had first had the kid, had first had her child, and Kevin cheated, and she forgave him and took him back. Right. But it's about, really, it's about him having his whole life with this other bitch and then having a kid. That's, I think, that was the straw, yeah. coupled with whatever else is going and on. And making her look stupid. You she know, it's like... like yeah, she did. We were, I was like, a lot of people was counting her out. So I, I'm yeah. glad that she's back. Yeah. So, okay, moving on. Um, Remy Ma. Oh, Apparently, yeah. Remy Ma is under investigation for punching a former Love and Hip Hop New York cast member, Brittany Taylor. So, Brittany, um, um, she's the chick that was on Love and Hip Hop like two seasons ago. She had like half blue, half black hair, kind of mm-hmm. like how I'm used to. And she was on Instagram with a black eye saying she had this meeting to go to, but she couldn't concentrate because she had this black eye. And then she referenced Remy, like, Remy, how could you do this to me? Mm. And um, so apparently as a result, like, um, Remy is now under investigation. She's on parole, not parole, on probation for another until until the end of 19. So this happening while she's still on while she's still on probation can really be detrimental if it really happened. If it really happened. Um, I hope it stupid. didn't. But you know, it's real stupid. I mean, I think that Britney, maybe she's trying to get back on Love and Hip Hop, right? But I think that 
well, I guess if somebody hit me and I'm not going to take into consideration that they're almost um, at the end of their probation and I'm doing this, it might really fuck her up. So I hope that she's telling the truth because to make that kind of, if it's a lie or like an exaggeration, she's really putting Remy's life and her family in danger. Um, and if so, the streets going to get you, bitch. And I think that's why law enforcement has been very clear to say she's under investigation and not charging her with anything because right. they're looking into it. Right. So um, usually when you um, assault someone and a person presses charges on you, like you're bored in and like, you know, if there's proof, you're going to get charged. So she yeah. has not been charged um, as far as we know. Yeah. But if she did this, it's just like, yo, you have so much to lose. It's like really, like, yeah. Come yeah. On. If she did do it, it's come like on. you didn't learn. Like, sit, like, like all the time in prison, the eight years in prison that you served didn't like serve you anything to change. But, but that's know. her mo though. Like, didn't she like hit the other bitch with a bottle in the club or some yeah. shit like that? Yeah, like, it was did. some stupid shit. Yeah, she did. But like Remy, no, I think the brat did that. Remy oh. stabbed the bitch. <laughs> no, the brat didn't do that. <laughs> it was the brat, oh, the brat cracked the bottle over the bitch head. What's up with um without hip hop women? <laughs> Broads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go hard or go hard. Anyway, and so Remy, I hope you didn't do it, and um, and if you did, baby, you, you should just be back in jail because I mean, yo, you, you already should have learned your lesson, and I think it's a, a key to to realize that yo, this is what emotions can do to you. Yeah, you know when like when you're when you get caught up in your emotions, it makes you do things that you normally would not do. But it's like yo, I don't care about the repercussions. I'm going to slash all your tires, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm going to ride with you to go get your tire sticks. Like, <laughs> you know, like, hey. But that was my mom's story, actually. She this did that to my dad. Moving on. <laughs> this is why I say your emotions will get you fucked up. Yeah. Um, moving on to Kim Kardashian. Um, Kim Kardashian says that she plans to take the bar exam in Los Angeles. Well, in, um, in California. And there's been uh, some backlash about that. Um, California is one of four states in the in the United in, in the country where you do not have to go to law school to take the bar. You, you can just study for the bar. And apparently, Kim Kardashian plans to apprentice at a law firm and like learn and learn and learn and learn and learn, and then take the bar exam in 2022. Um, I'm of the mind that if that's what she wants to do, then do it. I don't. I mean, I think that it comes down to. Um, if nothing else, by her studying for the bar exam, then she can be more vigilant in her social justice pursuit. Exactly. We have to remind folks. Um, like, let's be clear that Kim Kardashian single-handedly put together a team that exonerated that woman um, who was in prison. Yeah, Alice who, Marie. Alice Marie, who, who had a life term in prison mm -hmm. for like a first-time drug charge. Three-year-old woman, and you know. Kim almost single-handedly got the whole word out there that eventually got to Trump. She went to the White House at least twice to meet with him, and he pardoned her. Um, so now she's, like, living a whole new life. And I think that showed Kim that she could, you know, have... She could do something more meaningful with her platform. Yeah, and I really appreciate that. And I mean, her daddy I, was a lawyer. Right, keeping the family. <laughs> and so um, I know that um, people are saying, you know, people are kind of... Um, Saying that she's trying, that she's using her privilege to, um, in order to get around going to school. But again, she's she's in California, she's operating in the confines of, of the laws of the state she lives in, and that's her right. And again, if she takes the bar and passes it, great. The bar exam is no joke, mm -hmm. no joke. If you pass that, you deserve to be a lawyer. So yeah, and, I mean yeah, people people who go to law school don't always pass the bar mm -mm. on the first not time. the first time. No. In fact, I have a friend who who is a lawyer in Texas. Who didn't pass the bar the first time in um I'm in California? She's I think she I think the second time that she did. But anyway, my hat goes off to Kim Kardashian for having more depth, right? Mm -hmm. We you know she uses her 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 profile and her looks or her advantage and makes a lot of money off of it. Money. But you know if she has a brain that she wants to like develop more to do more good for this world and this country, then so be it. I support her in that. I know bitches that went to law school for four years and still didn't take the bar. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so. so hats off to Kim Kardashian. Hats off to you, bro. Um, let's move on to Real Housewives of Atlanta. <sighs> you know, I have to say, before we get on to the Housewives of Atlanta, I think I I'm 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 experiencing reality show fatigue. I went I was there maybe four years ago and I just like ended up not watching any reality TV. So I had a bunch of episodes of the Housewives of New York City and the 
bunch of episodes of the Housewives of Beverly Hills in my DVR, and I just deleted them. I just was like, you know, I don't <laughs> Not care. Not worth it. I tried to watch Love and Hip Hop um, mm-hmm. Atlanta, and I just couldn't care. Like, Little Women. I stopped watching that too. <laughs> I think all the all the manufactured storylines. I think I it's I, I see it just gets boring. It is repetitive, it is. and I just I'm tired of seeing people like just arguing, whatever. But I'm still invested in the Housewives of Atlanta. Child, everyone. So is. I still I still like them, and and I look forward I look forward to at least starting to watch the Housewives of Potomac mm. when it premieres in a couple of weeks. But now before we get into the news with the Housewives, let's just um I got to get your take. What did you think about how Nene was portrayed on the last uh, reunion? A lot of people didn't like her because she's an unlikable bitch. <laughs> she is not. It's not. It's not how she was. It's how she portrayed herself mm. the whole time. She had a stank face. Mm. She was, um, you know, yes. She and her husband were going through a whole lot of stuff. But Nene is like she. Nene is, is like Tyra Banks in that she knows how to make everything about her. She will turn every little thing, every story, every situation back about her. But Tyra's still likable. Tyra is likable. You know, there's there's a there's a thing about Nene. It's like I, I like get over yourself. But like I don't think she was portrayed any kind of way. I think she portrayed herself to be who she is, and she, which is unlikable. And the and the and the housewives came for her, and they should have. Yeah. I haven't actually watched the show since Sheree was on when Sheree came back the oh, second she was time. Worthless. That's the last time that um I actually watched. She did Nene like just I I I think the show would be fine without Nene. What? Because nah, when she, she left the housewives ball, when she left before the show was fine. Was it still funny? It was though? still funny. Okay. It was still funny. Yeah. I did not, and I didn't miss Nene. Mm. Um, her being there, you know, I get. You know what? The first season that she came back, she was likable. Yeah, she was fun. She was likable, and I was like, All right, cool. But now she's back in the smell of herself, and now she's just like, this ah. is the same bitch that told the audience member, "I hope your Uber driver rapes you." Okay. Yeah. During 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 a live show, and that was like real. You know what I'm saying? Like, if a person that jokes about that type of stuff, uh, something ain't something. The milk ain't clean. Yeah, that was a bit much. But, but anyway, um, what's the news with them? It's not. It's just a. It's a cast update for next season. You know that Bravo will never confirm any casting any casting decisions until right before the show. I heard Kenya's coming premieres, back. but Kenya apparently, according to a bunch of sources, including Love B. Scott and Radar Online. Kenya Moore is quietly negotiating her comeback to the show, which I am all She was one of my for, favorites when I was watching. All for. Um, Radar Online is saying that if she does come back, she'll come back first in the friend capacity. Lord, and I don't then like that. I think, Give her a peach. No, I think she needs to earn that peach back. How did she lose it? Because don't forget, when they took Portia off as being a full-time cast member after the, um, after the fight between her and Kenya, yeah. Portia came back as a friend. Mm-hmm. She wasn't it took Portia two seasons to hold the peach again. <laughs> so I think that after having left the show the way she did, because even Nini, when Nini had first left the show, she first came back in a friend capacity. Oh, okay. Before she held the peach again. Okay. So I think it should be the Tradition. same thing. Kenya should be a friend first, prove her worth on the show and then hold the peach. I heard someone's gonna lose a peach too. Um apparently Shamari's was yeah. gonna be downgraded to a friend. I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah. Um, I like her being on the show, but I don't think I, I will not miss her in any way. Come on, come on. I'm salivating. Get to the real tea. What real? Oh, the real tea. The real tea. The real tea about um, <laughs> Nini angling to get Phaedra yes! back. Nini's angling to get Phaedra back because yep. she wants somebody. Because if King is gonna, because if King is gonna come back, Nini wants somebody to come back who's more on her side. Exactly. Of course, if Phaedra, if they even think of bringing Phaedra back, <laughs> Candy Burris will leave the show as she yep. should. And yeah. Candy, I mean, I think she's Candy one of the veterans at this point. She, in fact. Candy is the longest holding, oh, yeah. is the longest cast member yeah. on the show. She came in season two and never left. Mm-hmm. We're getting um, that Nene left for more than one season. So yeah. Candy actually is the OG of the show now. And if Phaedra comes back, Candy's going to bounce, and she should. And I think that having Candy in the show is much more important than having Phaedra back on the show. Yeah, and I think it makes sense if Kenya was to come back because you would need to have a new chick that you love to hate. And right now, people love to hate Nini. If right. Nini's not there, you need someone to take that place. Oh, but and Nini's coming back. She's definitely coming Nini back. Nini signed her contract. <laughs> they won't, of course, they can't um, confirm, confirm this, it. Yeah. But Nini signed a contract, so Lord. she's been, because she because she already signed it. 
if Kenya does come back, Nini is forced by contract to interact with her in Ooh. scenes, which makes me salivate yes. for next year's show. Now mm. that I will take, I will deal with some bickering for that. Mm-mm-mm. Um, let's talk about the last. Our our last topic is more kind of newsy. Yeah. And Kamar, you brought this up, so you you bring it up. Well, there are kids who apparently are taking a part in a very dangerous challenge. It's called the Shell On Challenge, and it's when kids uh, film themselves as they eat something with the peel on or the shell on. So they're biting through cardboard, they're biting through orange peels, plastic, and all that stuff, which is very dangerous. Um, The orange peels and the banana peels and stuff may be not as dangerous because, you know, it decomposes. Yeah. But, but like, the the plastic and the cardboard, it just reminds me of the Tide Pod Challenge. Weren't all those kids white? A lot of them were Caucasian, but I think, um, I'm not sure if it's, if it can be considered viral yet, because you know when you have a few isolated incidents, yeah. folks are quickly like, oh, this is the new thing. It's so stupid. It's just the idea that people are on film doing this. You know what, though? I will say, in the age of social media, if they're just doing it for the gram, but they aren't like actually chewing and swallowing, then whatever people, whatever the, whatever the kids want to do, as long as they, but you know what? There's gonna be a lot of fucked up teeth out yeah. there. You biting through cardboard and plastic. A whole lot of cracked teeth out there. The, soon. the bigger issue for me is that what kids are willing to do in order to get attention on social media. Yeah. You know, they're growing up with these phones in their hands, and it's just like, yo, how far will you go to get a few likes? Yeah, idiots. Anyway, I don't have anything else. I do have one more. Do we have time or no? Let's do one more. So Kanye West and his Sunday no, church No, do that service. one. No, do the sex workers one then. <laughs> Fuck Kanye West. I love Kanye. No, I will always be no, a fan. No, no, no. I override you. <laughs> on to the sex workers union Coachella. proposal. On to, the, on to the sex workers union proposal in Europe. How about that one? Go ahead. Lead it. No, you wrote it down. <laughs> well, also we have um, in um, England, like it's kind of legal to exchange money for sex but it's not necessarily legal to be on the street and be street walking so um they're trying to decriminalize sex workers and um stripping is already legal but the strippers are uniting with the prostitutes in order to get um the whole sex work thing legalized and they're trying to create a union i support that i really support sex work being legal and being like a you know it's a business. It is. And I think that women who, not not just women, I'm sorry, that whoever decides to be a sex worker, that's real work. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's real work. It's real taxing on the body, taxing on the mind. It's, you know, it's a business. And yeah. I think it's real work. And I don't think that we need to put um, people, I think the only reason why it's still illegal in the United States is because of some kind of like moral yeah. obligation. Yeah. Um, however, and, <laughs> how many how many of our lawmakers engage in it anyway? That's what I was going to get at. Like, for me, sex work is one of those things that's like like a doctor and a lawyer. You will always have a, um, you always have a client. There will always right. be people yes, looking babe. to pay for sex. Right. There, you will always need nurses. You will always need doctors. You will always need hookers. You will always need hookers. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. The hookers are the reason that a lot of marriages are still surviving. True. You know what I'm saying? Very you true. get to Very true. have your wife and she can be pious and she can be all morally high. And then you get to go and pee on your sex work. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have a happy marriage. So there you go. Well, that's it for Hot Topics. I really love when we do this. Me too. We um, got to do this more often. So, you know, maybe. Maybe. I got to ask my executive producer. <laughs> I think we will get at least one more hot topics before we finish this. Yeah, season. yeah. So now let's talk some shit. Let's do it. This you want to go first? I do. All so right. again, for folks who are just tuning in, this is the time that me and Kamar air out the shit that grinds our gears. And I'm going to start with, <laughs> I'm going to start talking shit about vegans. Oh yeah. Like I'm all about the vegan. I'm all about the individual choice to be vegan. I'm all about that kind of lifestyle. Whether it's whether you're a vegan because you don't want to harm animals, or whether you're a vegan because you want to make different kind of health choices. What I don't like about vegans is the fucking how obnoxious they oftentimes are yeah. about imposing that on other people. Here's a funny ass example. A friend of mine from work is looking for is, is, is apartment hunting in Brooklyn, right? So she actually showed me the listing of this unit in Brooklyn. I forget what section. And the unit said vegans only. The, they only want vegan tenants. Too far. I'm like, wait a minute. So how far are they going to get? 
like does the landlord live there and don't and, and they don't want to smell you like cooking a steak or mm-hmm. cooking chicken how they're going to monitor if you have milk or if you have honey or if you have butter are they going to like monitor what's in your refrigerator like i think to make that kind of a of a demand for a tenant is ridiculous but 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 to be fair it does go into the type of moral character that you have like if i was a vegan i think i'm not but if i was i would be like okay she's vegan so i can kind of like put a certain type of trust in her as opposed to what type of decisions he or she may make like with muslims like muslims they're the same way like if a brother's muslim they'll give him a whole lot of like leeway in terms of what they expect from them because oh he's muslim he must be a good brother and so he shows me otherwise oh my god that's how bad he is (laughs) <laughs> Latif is not is not always a, is not always the best judge of character either. He's my go-to Muslim. Mm, let me <laughs> don't start me on your father. But yeah, like, he's your father today. Stupid. <laughs> no, but like I think that I think that veganism is not a sign of is not like a more like your eating habits are not part of your moral compass. Well, it's more than eating habits. It's about the products that you use, depending on how far you want to go. And don't get me started on how they feel about fur. That's why I would never be vegan because I love fur. I like real fur, and it's um, it's a problem when I meet a, ve- a person that's vegan, and you know when they find out that I wear fur, I have a collection of furs. They're like, "Oh, you must be a horrible person." I wish somebody would. I wish you somebody must would. Be a horrible person. I, and I have a coworker. He's not vegan, but he just like he always judges me for the fact that I wear like animal skin on me, and he's like, "How could you do that?" And I'm like, "Yo, does he wear wool? Meat. Does he, he wear he, wool?" I don't. He I don't know, but he's meat. Excuse me? He, he eats meat. He's not a vegan, but he yes. judges me because of the, the fur. I'm like, uh, well, the animal had to die, and we had to do something with the skin. So there we go. <laughs> anyway, what do you have? I want to talk shit about people who like to do loud and obnoxious yawns. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so much better. And they stretch it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You that got- shit bothers me so really? much. Like, I'll tell you something. <laughs> Ain't nothing like a loud yawn and a stretch. Shit, get on my nerves. I mean, I will say, I won't, uh, I think you're right. To do it, like, in, in public, public is, like, really. In public. But I definitely will, like, yawn and, like, stretch my arms. And, and be loud. For no not reason. loud. Not at, only at home. Okay. Only at yeah. home. There, there, There's a few people that I know um, in a professional capacity, and they do it a lot. And every time I'm in a meeting with them, I'm like, yo, I want to pull you aside and be like, you're like an asshole. Stop. I see. Stop. And also, in the same vein, the people who are at the gym, they're like, <laughs> oh, the lunkers. Like, come oh, yeah, on. doesn't Planet Fitness have, I think, what is it? Is it Planet Fitness or Retro Fitness has like a no clunking policy? Like, you can't be all in there like that. Sometimes, sometimes you do have to grunt. You but do. I think people get obnoxious. You about do. It. Like, um, when I'm lifting, a good grunt helps. Right. <sighs> But like, if I, if you're on the treadmill, like, stop. You just you, you look stupid. You sound stupid. It's not that serious. How about in porn? Um, if you're the bottom, you have to let Only out. the bottoms are allowed. Only the bottoms are allowed to make noise during sex. This, this is my thing. If you're taking a pound in and you're not making some type of noise, <laughs> it's a problem. It's a problem. Like, why is it so easy for you? <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm going to talk shit about people who honk their horns when you're in bumper-to-bumper traffic. First of all, did you steal that from me? I did. (laughs) I told you that on the way here. that's also a pet peeve of mine. I'm like, what the fuck are you honking at? I can't move, motherfucker. On the way here. As if, you know, it's happened before, and it gives me such... I I was driving one day. Yeah. I I was driving. But it was happening, and I'm. I was like getting what the fuck so is your frustrated. Problem? Like, yo, honking the fucking horn doesn't make traffic move any fucking no. faster. No, no. I was like, I was really in the state. It really yeah. bothers me. It's just it, unnecessary yeah. noise. Um, I just don't understand why people think if it's twenty cars ahead of you and you're the twentieth car, the why do you think? <laughs> but I will say that when we were on we were on our way here in Halsey Street, which isn't usually backed up here down in downtown North, but it was backed up. Right. And the person behind me was honking. And as they honked, traffic did start to move. No, it So I'm wondering no, if No, it started it, it, it moved because the car that was causing the traffic got out the fucking way finally. 
honking does not make traffic move. What honking now? Honking will help because because we're always using our phones as we're driving. Yes. So a good honk will get a person off their yeah. phone and move. Yeah. So yeah, but like if right if you're eight cars behind, you ain't doing nothing, brah. The only time I really honk is if a person's at a light and the light has changed and they've been there for more than a millisecond. Right. I'm like, get the fuck out the way. Right. Right. And right. if you're driving in a fast lane but you're moving slow. I'm yeah. a honk at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? Um, I well, you say one. I don't have one. I don't have one right now. It was a uh, honking, but <laughs> I'm gonna talk shit about Kamar. No, okay, guys. Well, I'm gonna that's talk our shit. time together. I'm gonna talk shit about Kamar and his laugh. That sounds that sounds like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> oh, here I go. Oh shit! <laughs> what uh, does it really <laughs> do? It see, see. <laughs> <laughs> now that's our time together. <laughs> I can't, not, I can't even talk. We hope to not only entertain you, but to provide you with some new or different perspective about the various topics we discuss. Join the conversation and share your thoughts on today's topic. Yes, and if you're not already following us, please, please follow us on our Facebook and our Instagram pages. We're hoping to get to a million followers one day um, on Facebook. Just give us a search for it, The Heathen's Guide to Life. And on Instagram, it's at Heathen's Guide, no apostrophe S. Even better, if you're already following us on Facebook and Instagram, then recommend us to your friends. Ooh, like, suggest yeah. us to your friends, there too, you to grow the network, right? And then look us up on Mixcloud, SoundCloud, and iTunes, and subscribe. Don't forget, lastly, check us out on our website, theheathensguide.com, That's for your right. one-stop shop for all things heathen, for the archive of our shows, and our line of merchandise. Um, tune, in, tune in next week for another episode of The Heathen's Guide to Life. Bye, folks. I, I love hot tops.